This is episode number one of the Happiness Embodiment Podcast. My name is Eugene Testing Jr., aka Captain Coconut. For those who don't have context about me, I'm the creator of the Happiness Embodiment Movement. The Happiness Embodiment is a platform that teaches how to define, plan, execute, and achieve your ultimate dream lifestyle. The Happiness Embodiment Podcast. Define, plan, execute, and achieve your ultimate dream lifestyle. With your host, Captain Coconut. In this episode, I will talk about why I created the happiness embodiment and why you should listen to the happiness embodiment. I will also introduce myself talk a little bit about my past and who I am today. I'm also going to talk about some interesting findings I came across in recent years that dramatically transformed my life and why some of these findings have the power to dramatically transform your life also. So here we go. Let me share my story with you. I'm not going to share the whole story with you in this episode since I plan to release it uh, bit by bit in future episodes and go more in depth with them. Uh, but basically, I'm the casual, normal person like all of us that have ups and downs in our lives. In my case, uh, when I was a kid, uh, my parents had a very abusive relationship with each other. It's nothing that they planned on doing, but it's something that just came happen and does happen nowadays to still a lot of people my parents never uh, did not give me love but at some point uh, the love for each other finished and in that process when they were verbally abusive to each other uh, me as a kid basically got traumatized now talking about trauma what we don't realize is that 99% of kids are traumatized because when you ask your parent for something and they say no they said no the first time and then you tr tried it again and then they said no the second time and at some point they will start yelling no. And this creates a uh, shock in the body of a kid and that's why kids have, uh, they ba we basically grow up uh, with uh, blockages. So my story is the story of removing these blockages. So nowadays I'm the person that I am today. I used to be depressed, I used to be sad, I used to be very unhappy and I used to be broke. Nowadays I live a very enjoyable life. Uh, my last transformation, basically, I got myself out of a desk job, learned to become a commercial captain, and then I specialized in catamarans. And uh, nowadays, I have my own boat company, and I still freelance for other boat companies because I like to have, uh, I basically like to do different things. So my own boat is a very, very simple boat in the sense that it does not cost me a lot to maintain, and it does not cost me a lot to do trips with, and I use uh, other companies larger boats to have more people on the boat and interact with them a couple of times a week so my life uh, remain interesting i've also always wanted to be more into the online business world and i have dabbled here and there in uh, some things and i've always had side gigs for example i sell trips for all the companies i freelance on and that is a great side business because I can go up into a bar, talk a little bit with some tourists and I can refer them to the company and make a commission. 
uh, from it. And I also do this online with Instagram pages. So uh, I have uh, semi-automated versions of this uh, side hustle. It could be done a lot better, uh, but I like the interaction that I have with the guests. So it's not fully automated. And I've also realized that by not automating it, uh, whenever I do talk to a person, 99% of the time, they become a customer. So the reason I created the happiness embodiment movement is uh, for two reasons. The number one reason I've always uh, been asked by friends, uh, why are you always so happy? Because even though I was sad many times in the beginning process of my life, after my parents started uh, verbally abusing each other, I was always happy. It's not that I didn't want to show people what was going on to me, but it was just a natural trait of me to always be happy. So uh, friends always ask me, how can you be so relaxed dealing with uh, all these issues that you have? For example, when I was going to school, uh, the director would come and everybody would run to class because, of course, we weren't always going to class and everybody would run and go to class and I would just stand there next to him and say hi to him and I would go to what we call the snack uh, here in the Caribbean island I come from. That is basically like your deli where you buy food or the canteen at your school. So I would basically go there and I would order something and I would turn and look at him and ask him if he wanted something too. And he would look at me like, what's wrong with this kid, you know? And then uh, a few hours later, somebody would come pick me up in class and tell me I would have to go see the director. And uh, this happened a few times, but the last time he asked me, he's like, uh, what's up, man? Like uh, everybody goes to class when I show up and uh, you just stand there and you offer me something to drink or something to eat. I said, uh, I have uh, bigger problems at home, bro. So uh, you're not a problem for me at all. I do whatever I want. If you want, you can punish me, but uh, it's, it's not going to work, you know. And he looked at me and uh, he realized uh, that uh, he was not going to do anything. So for that day, I did have to... Uh, stay after school for an hour but after that whenever he saw me in the canteen he just waved and uh yeah so uh basically i i've always did what i wanted to do so even though i was really sad i wanted to be happy so i forced myself to be happy um this did create within me uh mm, i don't want to say blockages because at that point i didn't realize there were blockages but it did uh uh, do things to me that I was not understand it. So while I was still out there doing things, at some point, um, I was not doing anything anymore. And I became very depressive because while things were going on and I was going out there being myself, being normal, being a kid, growing up, started working and all that stuff, um, there are still things that I haven't dealt with. So at some point, I had to deal with them. And when I really realized that I started to deal with them, um, there's one thing that I wanted to do because I knew things were not the way they were supposed to be, meaning they were not positively normal. Um, I said to myself, I have to be able that once I get through the situation that I'm empowered enough that it never happens to me again. So my choice was to take as much time as possible to resolve this and not worry about how long it would take. Uh, this led to a great life for me in the sense that 
probably all my friends have been working all their lives and I can basically tell you about about a 10 year span where I just didn't work. I did the bare minimum. I worked from home. Sometimes I worked for family businesses, but basically um, I had uh, almost zero income and uh, I basically ate at my uncle's house on a daily basis and I used their computers uh, to start learning about a lot of stuff. And uh, I'm really happy that uh, my family gave me the opportunity to do this. Um, we were actually neighbors. So at that point, me and my mom were struggling and my father was struggling too more emotionally, uh, but he had a job, so uh, it was okay. And I could have always uh, went and talked to him, but in my depressiveness, I just didn't. And my mom was also depressed at that point, so she also didn't want to do anything. So we basically lived together uh, in a house that was uh, deteriorating and we just let it basically fall apart around us. At some point, we didn't even have a kitchen and uh, somebody came and saw that we didn't even have a sink in the kitchen, you know? So he basically, the sink was there because, you know, it's metal, it doesn't break. Uh, but all the wood was gone. So basically, he just took some wood and put the sink back for us. And in a way, that represented a new beginning, because when I saw that sink, um, I said, hey, you know, it's time to really rebuild and go to the next phase. Um, in my case, I also have uh, two really good friends of mine that helped me in this beginning process after I started. Um, I was a designer always. I learned to design, but I wasn't really doing it. So... Uh, I had a friend who I did something for, and when I did something for him, he referred me to another musician. And this musician came to my house, and he basically started to give me a job just by coming to my house. And I was just designing really simple flyers for him um, because he was not—he didn't really want like the best designs, even though they were really great designs to my standards of what I can do nowadays. Uh, that was basically a beginning in the design world for me again. And uh, I'm really happy that he was there. I'll have him on the podcast uh, sometimes. Um, his name is Simio, and he's a great, great, great uh, musician. So, uh, hey, thank you for coming to the house and getting me back into this design process. And through that other process, I have another friend of mine who really helped me a lot. His name is Rajan, and he organized parties, and he just move, moved from a different country uh, to Curacao, my lovely island. And when he did this, he wanted to organize uh, parties. So through another friend, he found out that I made flyers. So he came to my house and he wanted a flyer. And the difference between uh, Samuel and Rajan is very big. Uh, basically, Samuel, you can design whatever you want for him. He'll look at it and he'll tell you if he likes it or not. And 99% of the time, he will like it. And you can uh, just, you know, uh, finish some stuff on the design and he'll be happy with it. Uh, Rajan, on the other hand, is very particular about what he wants. So he will come to you and he will tell you what he wants and then you would have to do that. You can draw that or, you know, so he can come and he can say, you know, the the, the when you look at a, a house, the roof of the house, that top part of the triangle, I want you to put that very big for me on the flyer and within that window, I want you to write something. And that sounds very easy, but once you put that picture 
of that house with that window, you start writing text on it, you don't see anything that's basically uh, physically beautiful. You're going to have to work with the colors, the contrast, maybe the transparency. Um, so I learned a lot from him um, uh, through the design process. But also what he did was after I made uh, the first flyer for him, uh, that he was really happy with he said so why don't you help me with this party and i said what do you mean he's like well uh with everything you know um i have to set up the bar i have to stand at the door there's there's so many things to be done at an event and he basically uh got me out of the house and uh, this was uh i think around my 30 uh my 30th um yeah because basically uh, yeah, I think it was around my 30th. I, I don't know the exact times and uh, they're not that relevant. But basically around that time, he came to the house and he was like, uh, hey, bro, uh, let's go out and do some things. And this led to me coming back out into the market. And at this point, uh, I already was uh, okay to work because I worked a lot on myself already. Uh, but basically, yeah, when I came out, uh, it was a different process because basically i went into the design world and to this day when i sit in front of a computers like right now i have three screens around me and because i'm talking right now in the microphone and i'm doing something that i really like i feel comfortable doing it but if i'm just designing uh i get very nervous my nervous system just uh, reacts to this computer thing like it's completely unnatural so one of the ways i have to make of making it natural is uh using a wireless keyboard and mouse and actually sitting about three to four feet behind my computer screens and in a relaxed position and uh, that works uh, really well uh, for me but basically yeah i went into the design world and when i was in the design world it was great you know i started getting some jobs i, I got a very big uh, assignment and started to work for this company that was like uh, everybody knew the company and uh and it was like a company where they made photos of uh uh, people at events and parties and I was not a photographer in the beginning I was basically uh, doing stuff design things and on the website and uh, one day the two partners started having issues with each other well I wouldn't say issues just uh, different uh, they wanted to go in different directions and it was not a big deal uh, but basically and, and it was more about what they were taking photos of and then uh, one day uh, one of the owners gave me a camera and he said, would you like to go take photos at the drag race event? And uh, the, the other partner was just taking photos of parties and prominent events and he didn't really cover the, something like a drag race. And the other uh, owner said, I just need content for the website because the other owner basically was doing content for uh, the magazine. So uh, he gave me a really tiny camera and uh, I went and started taking photos at a drag race event. And when I was at the drag ra the race event, I had a very big shirt on because uh, that's the only shirt the owner had available. It was like a triple X L shirt. And while I was there, uh, the other crew came to take photos for the uh, magazine. 
and they saw me standing there with this really tiny camera and they're like what are you doing man i said yeah i was sent here to take photos and i knew those guys so they're like we gotta get you a camera man um i think we have a spare camera uh at work it's an older version but i think uh we can hook you up with it and uh and that's how i started also my photography career um, sometimes it's amazing how people put something in your hand that becomes useful to you because nowadays because of that at some point instead of taking photos I started making videos and nowadays I'm a great video editor so I was not happy designing in the office uh, mostly I think because I was sitting in an office all day and I would, ha I would have a lot of fun with my colleague um, but I was not very outgoing, you know, like uh, it was not like I'm interacting with people uh, the whole day. So after that, um, at some point, I started a restaurant uh, with my partner, which was the uh, lady sitting next to me. And uh, I'll tell you more about that later. But I ended up having a second restaurant and that second restaurant, I realized that I was losing money with it. And uh, from that... Uh, when I closed it, I met someone who said, hey, let's uh, come work at my office and we see what we can do together because uh, I told them about what I did before the restaurant. So after selling the restaurant, I started working and doing marketing stuff with this gentleman. He had a real estate company also, so I would give him advice on what to do with the website and we would design websites ourselves. We did a whole bunch of things, but at some point... Uh, this was very boring for me. Again, I was sitting in an office. This time it was better because because it was a real estate office, there was a lot of people in the office, you know? So it was more interaction and we would always have lunches and go out and party and all this kind of stuff. And uh, while it was great, at some point uh, he went to Europe and he sailed back with a boat. So he got a sailboat and I was always interested in boating. I can remember when I was a kid, I went to Costa Rica, uh, one of the many times I went there with my parents because they really liked it over there. And I remember going to something called, I think it was the Turtle Island. And you basically go there. And when you get there, it takes like an hour and a half to get there. It's this beautiful beach, deserted paradise island. And it's a long sandy beach with palm trees and it's just magical for a kid you know and at that point in time i did not want to be a boat captain at all uh later in life when i remember about this happening i was like wow i did have a great day that that day and i was impressed by everything around me uh but my boating but me wanting to boat i never realized came from there you know so uh, i'm really happy uh for that uh, joyful moment um, and I'll talk more about Costa Rica and uh, that island later. But basically, yeah, so this guy goes to Europe and he sails back with a sailboat. It took him 21 days, I think it took him, uh, to come here. And then he started doing business with the boat and I started helping him out. And that's how I started my boating career. And it was very impressive for me that... Uh, he started with a boat and a product that we really had to build ourselves into it or put money into marketing to really grow. And also the product was a bit expensive in a way compared to other things. And, and, and it's not really expensive, but the difference between the other boat companies and this boat 
company was that he was only doing private charters. So that meant that you would have to pay uh, $1,100 to rent the boat. And it doesn't matter with how many people you are, but there has to be uh, a person that's willing to either pay that or make a group to do that. And the other boat companies, uh, they didn't do only private charters but they basically their starting point was daily trips starting at about a hundred dollars per person so even if there's six persons they go and it averages out that they make uh, enough money but so because we were only going about once every two weeks uh this was really good for me and I was liking it, but it was also not enough for me because I started enjoying the outdoors, being on the water, and I wanted to do more of it. So based on that, again, I started a new business. And I'll tell you later about how to finance these uh, uh, businesses. You can finance business with no money. You're not going to believe how, how easy it actually is uh, to find people who, who want to do businesses. And sometimes they don't even need to make money to do businesses. Uh, they just do it to be busy with something, you know, something extra because maybe they made enough money already. Uh, but we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, so basically I made a deal, bought a boat and then, uh, I started boating every day, basically. So instead of the big boat that uh, this gentleman took, um, I got a boat with his wife where we could basically, I could do trips daily. And for two years, I did a lot of trips and learned about boating. And when I started, I did not have a license. You need a license to boat. But I started without a license and I started boating. And uh, it was great. I learned a lot. Everything that could have happened, happened in that process that I learned a lot. Um, and uh, the reason I didn't have my license is just because it's a process, you know. So it took about uh, two years to get the license. Um, just because to get the license, you need to have your uh, VHF license, which is the radio that you talk on boats with. And I also needed to get my first uh, aid uh, and rescue certificate. And uh, these certificates where I live, uh, one of them they give it once a year and the other one is twice a year. And they just didn't have them when I wanted to get uh, my uh, commercial captain's license. So I had to wait to get them. But I did buy the book right away and I studied the book. So... Before I started boating, within two weeks, I learned all the rules and I was ready to go. But I just couldn't do the exam uh, in two years. And as soon as I got the exam, I basically uh, got out of the deal uh, of the boat and I applied to work at Catamaran, at a catamaran company, because I wanted to basically... Uh, learn how to work on these larger boats basically so for a year I didn't hear nothing and then I was doing office work again by myself this time because I didn't want to sit at the office so I was doing it from home and I was making websites I was doing photography here and there and basically a year after uh, I met another friend that I haven't met in a long time and uh, me and him basically organized a Halloween party and in this process uh, he told me that the guy that's going to decorate the party um, I have to talk to. And he was basically managing the company where uh, one of the larger catamaran companies that I applied for. 
So when I met him, uh, this is a funny story. He told me, I, I told him, hey, bro, I want to be a captain. And he says, uh, yeah, but we don't need captains at the moment because we have three full-time captains. Within two weeks of that, um, I started designing for him for his restaurant because he also had a restaurant. And I did not charge him for the things I was designing because I told him I want to be a captain. And he said, again, I don't have a captain thing, so just charge me, you know. And I said, don't worry, I'm not going to charge you. But within two weeks of that, a captain quit. So he came to me one day when I walked into the restaurant. He said, I don't know if you can look into the future, if you talk to God, if you took to the universe, what it is you do, but... Uh, captain quit so if you still want the job the job is yours and just like that I started my catamaran career and I made it it took me literally three years from the starting point where I started the boat to drive the boat the boats the kind of boats I wanted to drive and I specialize in uh, nowadays and uh the, the great thing about this is uh, what basically led me there are the, all the stuff that I'm not telling you about right now. And those things are creating habits that uh, get you to work towards your goal and basically doing things like reflecting on what's going on about around you and doing more for yourself, looking more inwards. And that's uh, through this process I discovered three very simple things that basically changed my life and uh, they're gonna sound like cliche for some people but basically you have to look at it this way if 99% of kids are traumatized and this is just my statistic it's not something that I looked up on the internet and and uh, I realized that because I've seen kids nowadays get traumatized when parents yell no at them so i know it's a fact that even you if you have very 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 loving parents they are going to do things in a moment that is just gonna stress the kid and also for example with me growing up i had a lot of freedom so i was always outside in the bushes i was playing in the bushes and i can tell you so many painful stories that for me as a kid were just traumatized i fell on the cactus i was attacked by a beehive uh, i fell off a skateboard uh, uh, i have a scar on my hand i have a scar on my mouth i have so many things that happen to me and all these things uh, they create trauma in you so you have to have a system where you don't create trauma anymore within yourself because when this happened it just blocks you and you're not your ultimate self so the three things that changed my life are basically visualization meditation and self-hypnosis yes that's it i'll repeat it again visualization meditation and self-hypnosis now it's not per se because these things just work but it was more for me in the journey of finding out why and how they worked that really changed my life drastically so first i started doing these things and i realized they always they always made me feel good and i was feeling progress but when i went to find out and this happened uh by accident that i found out why they worked once i found out and i put together why these things actually worked it opened up my 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 mind's eye that i really realized 
that I have to do this all the time, every day, and that's it. These are my basic go-to methods to ensure that I have success and achieve the things that I want to. Many times you'll hear, for example, that really successful people that are happy and wealthy are always and continuously doing meditation or visualization. And when you hear that, you're like, mm, yeah, maybe, probably, maybe some of them do it every day. Maybe some of them do it a lot, but do they really do this a lot? And do they really do this every day? And the answer is, I can tell you this. Every time that I'm stuck in my mind and I don't know what to do, I can close my eyes and I can lay down for 15 minutes because I meditate laying down. And I can do that for 15 minutes. And the power and the content that comes out of me right after that is unbelievable it's like it's a miracle it really is and it has to do with a lot of stuff but basically it works i know for a fact right right like right now while i'm recording this podcast i slept very well last night because i wanted to record record this podcast today so i went to sleep on time to give myself at least five hours and I actually could have slept for eight hours, but I said I'm going to wake up after five hours and then I'm going to start writing down what I'm going to be talking about. And then I went and I did something that I'll tell you about later. And then I came back home and now I'm sitting here and I'm recording this podcast. And I wrote the first parts of it. I just made the intro you heard. So I wrote that down last night. What I'm, right, what I'm telling you about right now is what is in this episode I wrote down this morning. And while I was doing it, I created the intro. So because I feel confident that I can, because before I went to sleep, I also told myself that I'm, I have the intention to wake up and do this today. So the basic things that make meditation, visualization, and self-hypnosis work is something really simple. It's called breathing. If you know how to breathe and relax yourself, you will basically accomplish anything you want in life. And the reason for that is very simple. Uh, I'll explain this diagram to you, and it's the most important diagram you'll ever basically learn. This should be taught in school. And the reason it's the most important diagram in school is because it makes you realize that in order to achieve the things you want to achieve, you've actually learned up to now to only work on one or two things. And you're going to realize that there's more things that you need to learn in order to always be able to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. You're going to realize that you've been ignoring some very, very, very important stuff. So basically it goes like this. If you want to achieve something, so you are looking for results. In order to get those results, you have to do something. So you have to have some sort of behavior or habit of doing whatever it is that you need to do to achieve what you want to achieve. Now, these are things that many people are doing. 
But why is it that you don't always do what you need to do consistently to achieve what you need to achieve? So, for instance, right now, I planned the release of this podcast basically on the first of the month, and I'm basically doing it on the 15th of the month. I did give myself some flexibility because I'm doing something new, but I wanted it to be launched. I knew it was not going to be perfect, and that doesn't matter, but I knew that this month I really needed to start. So I said the 1st of April, I'm going to start. Hey, maybe 1st of April is April's Fool's Day, so by the 2nd I want to start. But I have been preparing, but I could have done this on the 2nd. Now, why is it that I didn't do it on the second? And just so you know, just like you will learn to do things better, faster, and get what you need to, you will also have times where you just don't do it. In my case right now, I know that I will do it, and I will do it in the time frame enough for me to be satisfied with. But basically, in order to get results, you need to do the things you need to do. In order to do the things that you need to do, you have to think about those things. Now, when you think about these things, it might not be enough because thinking about something doesn't mean that you're going to do it. So basically, what controls your thinking? What controls your thinking is basically your feelings. Now, how do you control your feelings? That's the magic questions because if you think about it, your feelings actually influence your thinking more than your thinking influences your feeling. Unless you've taught enough to have enough information of how to control your feelings so that your feelings can uh, basically have influence on your thinking and that your thinking is going to result in the habits and behaviors to do the things you need to do to get what you want to get. Now, if you think you went deep enough by learning how to control your feelings, well, I got information for you. Before you're able to control your feelings, there's another thing that influences your feelings, and those are called emotions. What are emotions? Emotions are, wow, do you know what emotions are? And let me go one step further. Emotions, before you think about emotion, there's another thing called the physiological, the, your physiology. Your phys physiology is where everything starts. And uh, I didn't understand physiology at first, but physiology just means, yeah, you have a body, you have a brain, you have a mind, and uh, things happen as, as things are happening around you, they influence you, and you don't even realize they influence you. Like I told you before, when I sit in front of my computer, I don't feel comfortable. My nervous system just tell, tells me there's something completely unnatural around uh, about this uh, interaction that I'm having with these computers. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad for you, but it's just telling me something. I'm more comfortable when I'm using a standing desk setup. Okay? I, I just am. Many people are. Some people are totally not. But you have to find a way where you're comfortable in order to work through it. Now, I can sit behind a computer a lot longer and be productive a lot longer than I could in the past because I've actually come to terms that it can be part of my natural process in order to get some results. But I needed to relax my mind 
make sure my heart beats at a rate that I'm in sync with what I'm doing here. I'm a very active person, so I want to be like, right now, I want to be in front of people with this microphone talking and feeling this energy and communicating, and now I'm doing it with three screens looking at a diagram. I'm happy that I'm at this point now where I can do this. So basically, what are the things that are gonna get you to do the things that you need to do? Well, you need to understand more of the things happening around you that has to do with you. Before you don't do that, you cannot get where you want to get all the time. So you will have ups, but you will also have downs. And if you know this system that I'm talking to you about, that you're going to learn through this process, you're going to realize that you are going to be able to even perform when things are going bad around you. So basically, I can sit now, sometimes I can sit and I can be anywhere, and I just feel completely anxious. And in this moment, I'm like, why am I feeling anxious? And it's just my body telling me, hey, there's something going on either within my body or around me. Maybe I'm not seeing it, but it is in my visual, uh, my visual field, but I'm not seeing it, but it's there. Or I'm not hearing it, but my brain is hearing it because our senses sense more than we are actually uh, feeling that we are senses, sensing, you know? So now I can control that with... Uh, what I'm going to talk about that I've learned from this diagram. And this diagram, in order to basically control this diagram, and uh, make sure you go on my website and uh, make sure you find this diagram so you can learn more about it. Because if you see it in front of you, uh, you can understand right away. It's like an iceberg, you know? So basically... All the way on top, you have results. Under it, you have behavior. And then you have the waterline. And under the waterline, you have the things that people don't realize they also have to work on, which is thinking, feeling, emotions, and physiology. And basically, in order to control your behavior, your thinking, your feelings, your emotions, you have to do very simple. And the reason that meditation, visualization, and self-hypnosis work is because of breathing when you breathe you control all these things and i'm not going to tell you in this episode what the magic is why breathing is the one thing that makes all of this work but once i tell you that you're going to be very happy you learned that because it's literally going to change your life and whenever you feel anxious you're going to be able to go back to feeling normal instantly and Whenever you feel happy, you're going to be able to do this and be more focused and perform a lot better and achieve the things that you want to achieve. Uh, one of the things, one of the reasons I created the Happiness Embodiment also is if I ask you right now what your ultimate dream lifestyle is, you would come up with something. For example, my ultimate dream lifestyle is being underwater. It does not have to do with anybody. I chose it as my career because we have to find a way to earn money in order to live so i said hey let me do this as my, as my career but ultimately i'm going to do this just for fun just boating i love being in the water i specifically love sailing 
and I love jet skiing. Those things are are the most fun things for me. And of course, I love being on the big boats with all the people because I'm getting to know people from all over the world and I really enjoy that. But basically, my life is great when I'm on the water. So that's my life. It, I don't do it for anybody else but myself. Other things I do for other people is because I have the job, I make other people happy when they are interacting with me on the boat and I'm genuinely interested in their stories and I'm genuinely happy for them that they're traveling and visiting my Caribbean country. You know, but if I would ask you right now what your ultimate dream lifestyle is, and I know this because I ask a lot of my friends, most of them don't have something that what it is, is for themselves. It's always for other people or for other things or for other animals. We are animals too. But for example, I have friends who really want to take care of dogs. And when I talk to them, ultimately they want to earn a lot, a lot of money and to take care of dogs. And that's something, I'm not going to say it's pretty easily done, but if you have a job, you can, you can basically invest a lot of that money and get some donations and you can really make an impact in that, basically, sector. But basically, they don't have anything that they want to do for themselves. So, for example, I plan to sell the Caribbean and I plan to do this for myself. And it might sound very selfish, but you have to be selfish also. You have to have the... Uh, the audacity to be selfish and a lot of people don't have this because they are just i don't want to call them lost but their self-esteem is not where it needs to be their self-worth is not where it needs to be that they dare to tell you that there's something they want to do for themselves for so for me basically my ultimate dream lifestyle and of course this changes my ultimate dream lifestyle is sailing and jet skiing and basically sailing around the Caribbean and learning something new, which is called paramotors and learning another new thing, which is to fly uh, Cessna planes. Those little airplanes that go that flies uh, really slow. So those, those are the three or four things that I am working on right now. And in order to do that, you have to produce basically money and when you are doing something for money you have to do something that solves problems and issues for other people so i do that as a boat captain which i really 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 enjoy but i also have other side hustles so for example i basically sell trips to the other companies all the co uh, companies that i freelance for and i make a 20 percent commission on that so for a hundred dollar ticket to go to the deserted island that we have on our island Basically, it's uh, the tickets range between $95 and $110. Basically, I'm earning $20 to $25 commission for referring people to these companies. Some days I have two people. Most days I have two people. But then I get the days where I get 10 people. Then I get a day that I had 20 people referred. And that's why... I can make money a little bit more passively on that side hustles. And that's why if you go to my personal uh, Instagram page, you will see a lot of boat videos. Because I do these boat videos, people find me and they ask me, hey, I want to go on a trip. And then all I do is I talk to them and then I send them a payment link and then I book a trip. So I have to do things to help people. And when I was thinking about that, I was like, how am I going to finance my career, my personal career, of achieving my ultimate dreams 
And that's why I said I always wanted to do something online. And that's why I came up with the happiness embodiment. And basically, it's a great thing because it's a platform to help people achieve their ultimate dream lifestyle. Now, I could have chosen something a lot more simpler, like, for example, hey, uh, how to make money on the Internet or how to get the fit body. These are things that are more simpler to accomplish. But accomplishing your ultimate dream lifestyle means that you have to continuously work on this. And I don't know the statistic, but most people's dream lifestyle requires some sort of consistent cash flow every month. So you have to be willing to think about what it is you're going to do to accomplish this. You can't just say, yeah, this is what I want my ultimate dream lifestyle to be and it's just going to happen. You are going to have to work on it. And I choose to do this because I had to work on it and I've realized that a lot of people want to work on it and a lot of people just go out there and they go into the businesses of, or, or they go learn about how to make money and they learn about how to make money and they don't realize why they don't succeed. And the reason they don't succeed is because they don't think deep enough why they want this money. If you want money just to want money, hey, it's a great thing. As long as you figure out why. And if the why you want money is to have an ultimate dream lifestyle of basically pleasing other people or doing what other people are doing, odds are that your brain is going to have dual feelings about this. And then you're not going to be, be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish because what you want to accomplish is not true to yourself. So you're always going to have self-doubt. And that is the biggest issue that people have, self-doubt. They don't believe in their self and they're scared because they think of what other people think of them. So in order to achieve your goal, you have to be a person that don't care what other people think about you Yet, you are kind and compassionate that you realize that you live in a community. Like your body is a community of cells. Your body is a community of bacteria that don't even have human DNA in them. So we do live in a community. So we cannot live by ourselves. So we need to have good communication and relationships with people around us. But in order to do that, we need good communications and relationship with ourselves. So these are some of the things that you just have to learn more of and work on. So that's why I created the happiness embodiments, because it's a platform where I can help other people also go through this process that I had to. And you want to know also why the market is really large, because how many people are truly successful in our community? 1%, 2%, 10%? How many people make a lot of money? The percentage is small. And the percentage is small is because you are not being taught the skills you need to basically grow. Like this diagram, when you see this diagram and you understand this diagram and you know why this diagram works, and when I go, when I show you the videos on YouTube and you see how old they are, like this should be taught in school right now this second because it helps. It helps, you know? But the thing is that you need to help yourself. So I'm here to help you help yourself. And I could have said basically that the happiness embodiment is a platform that teaches you how to plan, execute, and achieve your ultimate dream lifestyle. 
And in the beginning, I had it like that. But then when I was writing the course itself, I realized when I do courses that uh, you have to measure yourself. In the beginning, you ask yourself a few questions. And after the course or after the growth, you ask yourself again those questions. And you will have different answers because you grew. So instead of saying how to plan, execute and achieve your ultimate dream lifestyle, I added how to define plan and execute and achieve your ultimate dream lifestyle because you also need to define it. Now, again, if I would ask you what your ultimate dream lifestyle is right now, it would be different after you grew. So that's why I would ask right now, what is your ultimate dream lifestyle? My ultimate dream lifestyle is sailing the Caribbean on my 60-foot catamaran or trimaran making videos because i like to make videos and basically while i'm doing that i'm going to learn to fly planes and learning to fly paramotors so i can also enjoy the scenery from above and as i'm and 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 the plane you have to go to an airport so it's more for example that i can fly from islands to islands or just fly to europe whatever it is I'm just interested in that field for myself. As a kid, I wanted to do it as a career. Now I don't anymore. And at some point I was like, but why, what do I really want to do? And I realized, oh, I want to fly. And I could learn to kiteboard, but what I want to do is really fly. So a paramotor is a kite, but you have a motor on your back with a propeller, a five horsepower engine, and you go up in the air and you're basically flying uh, for, you you know, with a kite, you're like on the waves and then you go up for like a few seconds and you're back down. No, this you can basically go up to a kilometer or two kilometers and you can be out there. So you could go up a mile in the air and just hang up, up there for like half hour and basically... Uh, many countries you don't need a license for this but you need a training and I plan to do this before corona uh, but then corona happened so uh, I have to basically see when I'm able to uh, go to one of these training spaces in the US and do this but basically I am learning about it as much as I can right now looking on the internet what other people are doing so I can decide what it is that I I'm going to do for so for instance I'm not uh, interested in being an acrobat in the air where I have one of a, a, a little fast parachute wing, but I'd rather have the big, large, comfortable wing. And that wing is just, it just flies more. So it keeps you in the air. And I'm a big, tall guy. So I just want to be up there in the air. I don't need to do acrobats like going sideways all the time and making turns and going upside down that's not what i want i want to be up there enjoying the fresh air looking at the scenery looking at the sunset from up there those are the things i want to do now those are things i want to do for myself and also to finance this i want to have an internet business so with the happiness embodiment, I have multiple streams of income. I created a podcast. I created apparel for men and women. You can have mugs. Uh, and uh, and uh, you can have a, a course. So internet course. Eventually, I'll do a YouTube channel. All these things are streams of income. And what I like about this type of stream of income is another thing you need to learn is you have to change your beliefs of how you plan to earn money. We are all trained to earn money nowadays to 
trade time for money. And I'm moving more from trading time for money to trading value for money. So for instance, one of the good th cool things about making an online course is you make it once and you can sell that same course over and over again without having to make it again. And you can scale your business. So you can decide to put $1,000 into Facebook advertising, which is the sponsored little ads you see on Facebook and Instagram. And then you do that and from that you see how much money you earn. So it's easy to reach people that way and you don't have to do it over and over again you can just run the advertising you don't have to keep creating the course you do update the course to make it more interesting because you're learning more stuff you understand but the type of work you put in is different so i don't have to sit there all the time to earn money and that's something that I just learned along the way. And first, when I learned it, I thought I was fascinated, but I was like, hey, how do I do this? And then my self-worth was like, nah, I can't do this. I don't think I can do this. How am I going to do this? And then I had to work like 100 hours of YouTube videos finding out how to do it. And then I was like, yeah, I think I can do it. But why am I not doing it? And then I had to go deep. Why is it? What am I afraid of? So those are the things we're going to be talking about on the happiness embodiment. I'm going to start closing it down so we keep it around an hour. I'm very, 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 very happy that I started. And uh, I know you're going to have a lot of questions and you wonder what's going on. First of all, I want to thank you for listening. And the reason I call it the happiness embodiment movement is I have some stuff written down that I'm not revealing right away because it's a step-by-step -step process. But I don't want to be the only one involved in this project. So I want to find more people, build a team of people around me, with me, that want to help other people create their ultimate dream lifestyle. Because we live in a community, so it's a lot greater that more people uh, are able to do this. And that's why I didn't call this like Captain Coconut Life, which is my own personal brand, as a boat captain. But I said, no, I want to do something where more people can be involved. I want it to be a brand. And that's why I, wanna, I called it the happiness embodiment. And ultimately, we all want to be happy. And the greatest thing about happiness is that it's the simplest thing to achieve, actually. More on that later. But the happiness part is the simplest thing to achieve because it's a mindset. So you could just decide for that to be your 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 uh, mindset and as so basically part of your ultimate dream lifestyle one of the sections is i want to be happy happiness and you put that up as a result that you want in order to do that you have to have a certain type of behavior certain type of habits that make you and keep you happy to you know, to achieve that you have to think about some stuff then you have to think about and then you have to feel how you feel and then you have your emotions and your physiology but basically to be happy once i explain that to you in one episode one hour talking about that just that you're going to realize that it's actually the easiest thing to achieve and then you're we're going to talk about the more difficult stuff which people think is like yeah it's difficult to make money online and it's not it's actually pretty simple but you have to be consistent with the habits that you need to do in order to achieve that and in order to to 
achieve those habits, you have to think, feel the emotions and the physiology. You just have to feel those things. Once you start feeling those things, like you know you can feel your heartbeat, you can put your hand on your neck and you feel your heartbeat. Or sometimes you lay down in your ear and you can feel your heartbeat. There are more things that you can feel. You have to start feeling these things. You have to start thinking about how to feel what your body's telling you. And then, as your body's telling you stuff, you're going to realize that you live an anxious life more than you know. We create stress in our bodies all day long by the things that we think. Not by the things that we feel, because the feeling is just alerting you of something. So when that feeling alerts you of something, you have to think, hey, why is this happening? Oh, can I relax? Can I slow down? Let me see what's happening. And as soon as you see what's happening, your brain will say, hey, he's trying to feel what's happening, so let's relax. Then he can see clearly around him and see what's happening. And once you can see what's happening, it's going to be so much easier to achieve anything you want in life. So what I want you to do is think about what it is you want to achieve right now. Write it down on a piece of paper. I'm not going to give you exact step-by-step process right now. Just think about what is it that you think you want right now what is it that you think right now you want write it down like nobody's gonna read it you're the only one that knows if money was no object what is it that you really want to do and then when you write it down i want you to ask yourself another question those things that you want are there things that you want to achieve for yourself or do they kind of are things that you want to achieve because other people have them or other people are going to think you're cool if you have them or are they things that you want to achieve purely for yourself or are they things that you want to achieve because for example you want to help other people or you, if you want to help other things or other animals like dogs again nothing against that totally not it's just a very clear example because I, re- I really realized that when I ask people who really want to help dogs, I want to ask them, why don't you want to help humans? There's so many humans who need help. And the thing is that it comes down to self-worth. Now, it's very great that you want to help a dog, but you also have to help your own race. Why aren't you trying to do that? And I don't confront them with this conversation because I know the answer, and the answer is self-worth. Because if you would have the self-worth, you would do both. And it's always been for me like a a, a thing. Like, how how do I help other people? How do I help other people? If other people start helping themselves, we wouldn't even have stray dogs. Think about that. If everybody would have the power to help themselves, we would not have stray dogs. Because it's people who are creating stray dogs with their habits. Now, I know this last part of the convo is going to result in a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, comments. Because some people are going to say, oh, I don't want you to help dogs. That's totally not what I'm saying. I enjoy the fact that I have so many friends who do this. But I'm always curious. Number one, why don't they help themselves? 
because you can clearly see that they're not helping themselves. And I'm not talking about everybody here. Let me be clear. But I can clearly feel the lack of self-worth when I ask them simple little questions. So ask yourself this simple little question. What is it that you want only for yourself? Is there something you want only for yourself? Be selfish on it. Be selfish. You have the right to be selfish on it. I will close with this. If I did not become selfish and made me the priority, I would have always remained sad, depressed, and broke. Only because I dare to ask myself, what is it that I need to do to get myself out of this situation? And I needed to prioritize myself. You need to prioritize yourself. You need to give yourself the self-love in order to feel the self-worth of you. And we all have this self-worth. It's just been dimmed because of the many times our parents told us no, because of the trauma within us that made us feel we are not enough. So with a happiness embodiment, I'm one of the basically identities that plan to help in that area. I want to change that. And I say one of the plan, one of the identities because I've learned this from other places. So I'm happy and I will tell you all the places I've learned from so you can go see for yourself. And there are so many other organizations out there, identities, that are helping people. So I decided that I also want to contribute in this and I want to help people grow so they can do more. First, I want them to do more for themselves. And as a result of that, they are going to do more for others. So I want to thank you for listening to my first podcast. My name is Eugene Testing Jr., a.k.a. Captain Coconut. I really hope you enjoyed this first episode of the Happiness Embodiment Podcast. And see you when I see you. Have a wonderful life. And I really want you to... Basically, learn how to define, plan, execute, and achieve your ultimate dream lifestyle. I would appreciate a follow on my Instagram page at The Happiness Embodiment. Also, make sure you check out thehappinessembodiment.com slash podcast special to see any special offers I have currently available for you, my dear podcast listener. The Happiness Embodiment Podcast. Define, plan, execute, and achieve your ultimate dream lifestyle. With your host, Captain Coconut. <laughs>